Well, this is the perfect weather for the uh, the next guest that we have on the air here at JMN. And we know him as the skiing rabbi. I know him for quite a while. And we have uh, always introduced him to this audience as the skiing rabbi. And this being January and about 18 degrees outside with a wind chill of 5, it's the perfect time to speak with him. Rabbi Benzion Scheinfeld, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? We are like polar opposites when it comes to this topic. Polar. I like that choice of words. I'd rather it be 110 every day than ever go below 60. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. What are your feelings on the matter? Uh, no, I feel like Hashem made all four seasons. And actually in New York, we are uh, lucky to experience the particular beauty of each season. An outrageous outlook, Rabbi Scheinfeld. <laughs> Outrageous, I say. I need, I need, I need, I need you, I need you to move closer to my point of view. You'd rather have it over a hundred every day of the year than ever go below sixty. Um, I'm not sure if I understood that one. But yeah. What do you mean um, that? What, what do you mean? What's there not to understand? I would rather it be. Oh, you would rather a hundred degrees every single day of the year if you guaranteed me. That it would never go below sixty. In other words, I'd rather have very, very extreme hot. I'd, I'd prefer the extreme hot weather if you can guarantee me that it would never go to any temperature that I would need a jacket. Let's put it that way. You'd never feel the beauty of walking outside with like this um, enlivening, brisk feeling of a cold day that makes your like uh, whole being like alive. You never feel that. Why do people call that? alive and rejuvenating when I just call it torture going out in this type of weather. <laughs> I, I, want, I did want to mention that, you know, you, you might think that uh, this whole snow thing has no relevance to, to the Parsha, but this is in, in Yonadioma, in, in these Parshas, actually, snow is mentioned. I'm listening. Go right ahead. No, that you could ask your listeners, like, where is snow mentioned in the Torah? So it was actually mentioned, I believe, in last week's Parsha. Well, doesn't Moshe's hand turn into what the Torah calls Sheleg? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you see that the image well, of that's, snow. Well, that's, that's, not, that's not snow falling on Mount Sinai. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a reference to what Moshe's hand looked like. <laughs> right. The truth is that uh, that reference of snow is not the best illusion. You know, snow, Mitzorah, But on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, the image of snow is in you, Chateichem, Sashanim. Right. So there the snow is a beautiful sense of purity. And, of course, whenever snow does fall on the ground, we all look outside, we feel this sense of purity. So I do think that actually that the consciousness of a human being when they see snow is hardwired to feel like a certain sense of the purity of the world. I think I think it's very simple. If you're known as the skiing rabbi, you got to be pro-snow. It's as simple as that. <laughs> You can't, you, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work well if you were an advocate of the type of weather that I like. <laughs> unless, unless we started calling you the water skiing rabbi, <laughs> that might be an idea. Right. Rabbi Benzion Scheinfeld is with us. We love driving him crazy on these issues. Um, but okay, yeah, but you're making the case, and again, this is your time of year, you're making the case that it's invigorating, that there's something we could learn, uh, about, uh, about the way that uh, Hashem created this world by, you know, trying to survive this very cold weather. You, in fact, take students from this area and other areas to a cold weather place during the summer. You don't have enough of this in January. You actually spend July and August in a place where, where there, in that location, it would be winter. Which is, I mean, that, that, that's absolutely absurd if you think about it. 
It's not, you, you don't have enough of it here with the torture of these temperatures, and thank God we haven't had the snowfall that you know we could have had uh, so far this winter. We know what that could be like. But you go ahead and in July and August head to an area of the world that's got plenty of snow and plenty of cold. Right. Well, uh, as I mentioned, though, you know, before, I do feel like the skiing is one of those activities that really um, give a person, like, a sense of well-being and a sense of challenge and, you know, helps you internalize the beauty of nature. Like, you could, you could stand there and look at nature, which, of course, is beautiful on its own, but when you ski, you're actually almost like jumping into the picture and, and really feeling it's one of those few activities that harness, like, the entire, like, Marabu Masek Hashem, that whole feeling. It really, um, you know, you could feel it in your heart. And the truth is that we don't talk about this a lot in Yiddishkeit, but just having a sense of well-being about life, just having that sense is, is a very religious feeling. You know, you know, a lot of people in life, they go around and they're a little bit um, down or just, you know, not full of this energy. And Hashem created the world. It's like this beautiful energy of, of being in life. And often, you know, because of what happens every day in life, you, you lose that. And skiing is one of those activities where... You can really, really uh, regain that beautiful, like, sense of the moment of, of creation. And uh, as I mentioned also a few times, often after I ski and I have that feeling, I love davening, like, mincha on the slopes, or even skiing Arab Shabbos, one with, you know, you're in the right place at the right time, and then going into Shabbos with that feeling of, of Kabbalah Shabbos. I was actually in Hunter Mountain, um, Hanukkah, Arab Shabbos, Hanukkah, and I thought I'd, I, I got up very early in the morning to go skiing to come back to Teaneck, but when I was there, there were hundreds of, of Jews skiing Arab Shabbos and Hunter, and I didn't understand like where they are. They all crazy like me getting up at four in the morning <laughs> coming back to Shabbos. Uh, but actually, there was there was Shabbos in Tannersville. There was a minion in Tannersville, and there was a minion in Hunter, uh, in the beautiful shul there. So uh, really, like that, Arab, even you know, even Arab Shabbos uh, to ski and uh, have Kabbalah Shabbos and Shabbos with that energy of the mountain and of uh, creation, almost. Fits in with the theme of we celebrate Bria Sa'olam every Shabbos and right. So, so if I don't appreciate if I don't appreciate the uh, the the snow, the cold, the ice, the the whole you know everything that you're you know embedding yourself in as you describe it, you know for this experience, then I am lacking something. I'm a shallow person. I'm missing something. Right. <laughs> well, basically. there are other ways of getting that. I mean, I'm not good at this, but I I, I understand that, and I see it, and I can feel it surfing. Like when you see people surf and feel right. it power of the ocean harnessed down. I'm sure that it's very alive. There's a story I, I was once speaking uh, when I was in San Diego for Shabbos at the end of one of our trips on the way back from New Zealand and Australia and Baremba Wolga went to shul and he set me up in someone's home and um, the Balachuba who used to be in, 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 into surfing and uh, I was telling him that I think skiing besides being fun is also something that could really give you this beautiful sense of life and deepen your you know almost uh, awaken your spirituality and the husband, who was a surfer, said, I doesn't know what I'm talking about. And the wife said, um, wife said, no, no, he's right. And she said to her husband, you should see your eyes when you come back from surfing. Wow. And, uh, right. you know, she saw in, in her husband, like, this sense of, like, deepened uh, beauty about the world. So you don't have to do it in cold, nothing, if you right. want to. Uh, you, you've, given me, you've given me renewed faith in myself. I don't have to right. worry about doing it in cold weather. I can go ahead and enjoy right. the... Enjoy the warm weather and uh, right. and and take. In fact, right. we, on, on our camp, we try to uh, surf uh, in Hawaii. So, but anyway, you did mention that I bring kids to. Uh, yeah, how old are the kids that go with you on the Confe trips? Oh, okay. 
So first of all, this um, this year we're starting a, a in general the, the concert programs are for high school kids, right? And uh, and for it a long goes time they've been open only to like you know modern orthodox kids uh, in that kind of a setting. But this year opening um, uh, last year we opened the boys camp, um, more yeshivish boys camp. That's the Chile one that went. To, that's the one that went to Chile or Argentina. Yes, we went to Chile with to Chile. Rabbi Avi Horowitz, who's uh, was a rub down there and very special. Chile is an unbelievably beautiful country and there's a beautiful Jewish community. And that's and happening this summer again? Yes, that's happening this summer. All right, yeah. so you have the Confei trip, New Zealand, Australia, as you described it, um, a modern Orthodox setting. The Chile trip is going to be this summer as well for boys coming out of what grades? Also the entire high school? Yeah, all, yeah, all high school, yeah. And now you have a third big announcement for the audience. Right. Very big announcement. On JM and the AM, we're the place where all big announcements happen. That's correct. <laughs> um, this year, for the first time, we are ro- running a camp called Benos Kansai, which is a all-girls, um, sort of yeshivish-oriented uh, um, uh, trip that's going to New Zealand, Australia, and Hawaii. This is also, and, for, also for the summer? Yeah, for the summer. Yeah, amazing. And uh, this actually was like a grassroots, mo- grassroots movement. A number of uh, families called me, and they said they'd love to have something like this for their daughters who, who are um, in basic type schools. And uh, I said, well, if you have the crowd, then I'll be happy to run it. And uh, we already have applications in, and we have the crowd, and we just put a beautiful ad in Mishpacha magazine. And uh, we've been, as well, Hashem, are definitely running this program this summer, an all-girls program going to New Zealand, Australia, and Hawaii. And uh, we only have 25 spots, and uh, a good number of them are already filled. So uh, Similar itinerary, lots of skiing and stuff? Uh, yeah, a little bit less skiing, but also skiing. Um, they go to New Zealand for about a week and a half, uh, where we do skiing and hiking and uh, Milford Town with the fjords and opportunities for bungee jumping um, and things like that. You know, a really exciting, like, uh, adventure opportunity um, oh. around the world. And it really hasn't been around uh, for an all-girls audience before. So we do a week and a half in New Zealand. And then we go to Australia where we spend Shabbos uh, with, in the community of Sydney, and we even have a homestay in, in Melbourne. And, uh, beautiful, of course, Australia is a beautiful country. We see the kangaroos and hiking and other beautiful things um, in Australia. Have you, then, had, have you had any funny ac- uh, encounters with kangaroos over the years? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I have a number of funny encounters with Are you kangaroos. serious? You're serious? Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I actually killed the kangaroo. Um, oh that my wasn't, gosh. wasn't with my bare hands, of course, but we're driving <laughs> a truck and the kangaroo jumped in front. There is a places in Australia where kangaroos are like deers. Wow. Uh, you know, we have in the mountains here. So, yeah. But uh, really, kangaroos, they don't bother you if you don't bother them. And it's just amazing to see, amazing to see kangaroos roaming free the way they jump over fences and the, they have their, uh, you know, little babies in their pouches. It's just a really special. And you also think, like, why Curtis Barker made kangaroos only in, in Australia? Like, the rest of the world, they never, you know, there are no kangaroos only in Australia. So we talk a little bit about that when we we uh, when we see kangaroos and uh, things like that. Um, so that, yeah, so the, the Benos concert goes to New Zealand for a week and a half, and then Australia, and then Hawaii, and uh, we end up spending Shabbos, the last Shabbos with Chabad of Hawaii. And um, who leads who who leads the trip for you? Oh, so we have a very special woman who's leading it. Um, uh, I'm not announcing the name just yet, but uh, um, she's very excited about doing that. And we have some counselors, you know, post-seminary girls. 
And um, wow, very nice. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, I, I can't and, tell you look like the one ad like tapped in. So we put only one ad, one ad in, and it it taps into such a uh, rutso and like a, a desire from this community uh, of uh, to expand like the horizons. Like there's so many girls who have this, uh, you know, uh, what can I say? Like a uh, a desire to see the world and to experience it and to really see my Rabbi Masach Hashem everywhere, everywhere. And, you know, one ad, like um, 20, 30 phone calls uh, in the first day. And there are a lot of places, there are a lot of places on this globe where you could see my Rabbi Masach Hashem, but you've always had this incredible affinity toward New Zealand, Australia. You, you always say it's a Yotze Minaklal. Right, right. Yeah, New Zealand is arguably, you know, you know as, as pretty a place as there is in the world. Also, the people are very gentle. It's a very safe country, and um, you know, between the, like the sort of the gentleness of the, of, the, of the human beings and the people, and uh, the unbelievably like the pristine scenery, like you do really feel like a, 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 a purifying sense you know, when you're there. Unbelievable. Rabbi Ben Sion Scheinfeld, um, uh, Camp Confei has uh, made a uh, major announcement uh, in addition to the um, a traditional Confei program that he's run for the Shiva League crowd over the last many, many years. And uh, in addition to what he implemented last summer, a trip to Chile for the uh, Yeshiva boys in the community who want to experience uh, also a, a unique journey and an incredible uh, few weeks in a remarkable place. He's now announced uh, a Confei. What are we calling it? Confei for girls? What are we calling it? Uh, it's called a Benos Confe. Benos Confe, and that's going to be another New Zealand-Australia trip for this coming summer. Again, it's high school girls, right? Any high school girls are eligible, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And the best way for information, how do people get information about all three of the programs? Okay, so for Benos Confe, there's a website up, benosconfe.com. Okay. Um, uh, for the regular Confe, there's a website up, confe.com. Right. Uh, and for the boys' program, there's a website up, chillingmustmeetin.com. And uh, there's a phone number you could always reach me at, um, and uh, I could even give my cell number. Cell number on the air. It's two zero one three six two zero three one zero two zero one three six two zero three one zero. Your next skiing adventure will be where? Oh, I am actually um, as I'm heading to Vail, Colorado. Wow. This evening. This evening. Um, Yes. Oh, it's Yeshiva break. Maya note is off. Yes, Maya note is off. So uh, they're actually, I mean, they're, they're, I, I just, there are hundreds of people skiing um, around the country, around the world. I just got an email this morning from an old Confei parent, Larry Lerner, who was looking for a minion in Stratton, but happens to be in Beaver Creek and Vail. There are hundreds of Jews going. There's a whole five towns uh, contingent, I think, run by a, a fellow named Hesse Shirt. So there'll be a Minyanam in Beaver Creek and Minyanam in Vail. And uh, I'm going there for a few days, and then I'm heading to Eric Israel to visit my mother. You'll be up at the Hermon or not? Uh, I do hope to go to the Hermon. My, my nephew uh in the Hermon yesterday, my nephew Yechiel. And uh, the Hermon is an amazing, amazing ski experience. I meant to write it up one day. I went there a few years, few years ago. And, you know, with all the politics in Israel, when you go to the Hermon, like every, all the politics fall aside, and <laughs> there are... All types of Jews, even Arabs and Druze. It's the Hermon is run by the Druze population. They're such nice people. And you drive through this Jews town on Magdal Shams on the way up. It is an interesting and actually a surprisingly good ski area. Um, and now there's a lot of snow there. So I do hope to be in the Hermon maybe next Thursday. 
Unbelievable. I'll tell you, it's just incredible listening to all your adventures. <laughs> just incredible. You'll see a lot of our listeners in Vail tomorrow. Make sure to send regards. Right. Okay. Now, I really appreciate, uh, yeah, saying hello to the audience and sharing this little passion for skiing. And uh, hopefully if anybody in particular is interested in the Benos content, they could give, give us a call. 100%. Good luck with the new program. Rabbi Benzion Scheinfeld, the skiing rabbi, as we always bill him. Thank you, Rabbi Scheinfeld and Nisiatova. Thank you. Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM.